1: Hallelujah. Happy Valentine's Day to all those out there. This is a special Valentine's edition for you. And uh, we're coming your way, first of all, with the love of Jesus, because without him, we wouldn't be here. The Bible says God is love. So love is all about God. And uh, we're doing this special feature to talk about communication in relationships and in marriage. And it is our prayer that God will use this to touch lives, touch homes, touch generations, whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, may it be accomplished in this interaction. Now, some people say, should Christians celebrate Valentine's Day. The Bible says any day that you want to make special can be special to you. Of course, some people say it emanates from a pagan festival. But hey, the Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. You will rejoice and be glad in it. So we are trying to ride on the crest of Valentine's Day and not associate it with all the dark things associated with Valentine's Day like adultery fornication inappropriate relationships no we're trying to bring the light of god into our relationships so happy valentine's day and may you experience also the greatest love of all which is the love of god amen well i have on this panel from my left pastor eric kofi And then I have Pastor Walasi, and I have Lady Reverend Bridget Marion O'Go. That's a long one, isn't it? So they are going to help me, and we're all going to be helped by the Holy Spirit to talk about communication in relationships and marriage on this Valentine's Day and season. So stay tuned. Amen. Amen. Welcome, my wonderful panelists.
2: Thank
1: you. Um, First of all, I want to start with the dictionary definition of communication, so that we are all on the same page. Now, the dictionary says communication is a process by which information is exchanged between individuals through a common system of symbols, signs, or behavior. Amen. Amen. A process by which information is exchanged. So the information is not on one side. It is actually exchanged, you know. So that's vital. Between individuals through a common system. So it should be that whichever parties are involved in the communication should have a common system, which is usually language. A common system that they understand, but sometimes it may not be verbal. It may be even people who use sign language are also still communicating. So then the dictionary goes on to say that It can be through a common system of symbols, signs, or behavior. Amen. Amen. So I think that we are looking at these three things, symbols, signs, and behavior. And if you look at all these things, then you'll be able to know what the person is communicating to you. Sometimes it's a sign. Sometimes a husband and wife have a sign. They may be in a big room with a lot of people, but there's a sign that shows I'm not happy. There's a sign that shows we should leave.
0: There's a sign
1: that shows let's go home. There are different signs and symbols. It's understood
3: by the two of them. Yes,
1: by the two of them. Or sometimes even it's a home. Your children understand. It may not be even a sign, but a particular word, when it's spoken, it means that this you know and even that also fosters closeness so communication is very important and it is said that it's one of the vital things in a relationship and even in marriage and when that dies everything dies and i think that in the bible isaac was not communicating well with rebecca that's why rebecca didn't know that he was telling esau to go and get his best venison and prepare for him so that he will bless him. Because for some reason, he didn't want to communicate that to Rebecca. So the Bible says Rebecca overheard what Isaac was saying. So perhaps in their home also, communication had broken down. And uh, isn't it that one of the reasons why we don't communicate is because we think it will bring a quarrel? and it will bring disagreement, and you are bent on doing what you want to do. So then Isaac is bent on... I, I understand Rebecca because she had received a prophecy from God which said the younger will rule the older, and the older will serve the younger. So I think that she sort of took the law into her own hands. Like why is Isaac doing this? Helping the Holy Ghost, you know. But Isaac also did not communicate that Rebecca, this is what I feel... As the man of the house, this is what I'm closer to Esau and he's, he's the, the one I want to give both by to. law. Yes. He, the blessing was his. Yes. You yeah.
0: know. And I'm
3: sure that because maybe Jacob was closer to his mother, he might even have told her that look, I just got the birthright and now I'm the first, you know. Yeah to so sold it to me. So Which I
1: don't think <coughs> Isaac knew about. Yes. So, people say, oh, I, uh, uh, Jacob was a supplanter, but he also valued spiritual things. Mm-hmm. So, he had already bought the birthright in exchange for porridge that Esau wanted. wanted. But in all of it, Jacob didn't know his father had spoken to Esau. Yes. Rebecca didn't know. And Rebecca also communicated to Jacob without telling yes. Isaac. <laughs> so.
4: And Rebecca didn't tell Jacob
1: about what happened
4: about Uh, the prophecy
1: prophecy. we are not Mm -hmm. told she was trying to work it out yes communication Communication is very important and isn't it that's why we have even our quiet time because god wants to hear from us yes yes he's a god of the universe whatever but he has told us whatever it is through his word he still communicates with us in other ways Mm -hmm. you know bishop was sharing at the flow prayer meeting the word of the lord came to Isaiah is different from how Saul, for instance, met God. And then it's different from the spirit of revelation where God speaks to you through visions and dreams. And then it's different from the word of God, the Rhema and then the Logos, you know, the Logos and the Rhema, like the Logos is a written word and the Rhema is when the light comes on and you have a revelation. So even God, his communication is not just in a way and he uses signs and tokens. Go here and do this, and Elijah threw his mantle. Go and on Elisha. And immediately Elisha interpreted it that it means that it's a calling, it's an anointing. So there are signs and there are symbols, even in the Bible. So we pray that today we'll be able to take you deeper by the grace of God. All right. Okay. So communication in marriage. Um Ephesians 4:15. Is reading that speaking the truth in love to one another, we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So, um, what is this verse saying? Just Derek, what is this verse saying?
4: Speaking the truth in love, uh, that means that in every circumstance, there will be what i call that which is not true and that which is true the truth always hurts so, always yeah, not always
1: so, so joyful so, <laughs> joyful.
4: <laughs> so the bible here is saying that we should say it in love especially mm. when it is not the most pleasant of truth so we need to be able to express that truth in love it means um, you must say it with care with a lot of uh, thoughtfulness. thoughtfulness that goes into it and it shouldn't be said lightly knowing that the other person could misinterpret it. so that is how how so is that it. not a
1: lot of homework in marriage no. one thing you are coming to say now you're going to think you're going to meditate you're going to think of how to say it
4: it's it's a lot of but i'm sure if if we do it all the time so you also need to be mindful communication is from you to somebody with an intended message carrying across Mm. and your choice of words in carrying that message is very very important that means you are being thoughtful mindful of the recipient and how the recipient will see it and interpret it is very very Mm -hmm. important so the Bible is saying that we should do it in love speak the truth we should speak the truth in love and we should we should make sure that in the end it is the truth
1: that is in love
4: that is in love
1: that's right so love. people say i've said the truth and that's it is the truth that matters
2: I, As see, well I, see? I see this one in three forms first there must be speaking so you need to speak uh, when you were illustrating uh, Isaac's house, then I remembered how the Tower of Babel, when God was going to uh, kind of discontinue the building of the Tower, he didn't send a cross-missile. Yeah. just yeah. said, okay, twisted the language. Yeah. You can speak, you can communicate. And that was everything Bible, ended. But unfortunately, the devil has taken that one. It's using it against yeah. us. So I tend not to speak. But this verse is saying, Speak, speak. Yes. Mm-hmm. now the brothers mm-hmm. speak. <laughs> <laughs> mercy, mercy on us. <laughs> speak. Now, when you want to speak, it must be something that is true. It must be truthful. I mean something that is factual. Okay. Then before you speak the speaking and do the truth of the speaking, it must be in love. In love. I think that is where most often we miss it. Yeah. We miss it and then we are not able to communicate the truth in love. But like so you I, are saying, the first thing is that we must speak.
1: So <laughs> what about those people who are silent? Mm. They are even found on WhatsApp groups, the silent listeners. Yeah. Group, the
4: silent group. <laughs> Communication is is, is too, yeah. okay. like you said in the introduction, there is a verbal and non-verbal. So not speaking in itself is also it's also speaking. Okay. <laughs> not speaking in itself, you you, you are communicating. It's suggesting by, by sign a, language. Sign language or by being silent or by refusing to comment mm-hmm. or by refusing to or
1: refusing to eat.
4: Refusing to eat. It's, it's also yeah, communication it But okay.
1: is it helpful? Is it helpful? Does it make you grow because they're speaking the truth in love? you may grow in him I was going to say that when you speak speak the
3: truth speak it in love but I think that the the measurement rod is to ask yourself that what I am saying or what I'm about to say is it going to cause the person to grow in him or it's going to put the person down or destroy end of the thing is that after you have spoken in the truth And you have spoken, the idea of speaking it in love is to ensure that the person grows and the person, you know, sometimes even when we're in school, some of the teachers, what they say to you or what they said to many people have made people what they are, but they could have been better, you know, so maybe the person was not so good in in saying that, you know, you are very daft, Mm. you know, it sends a message to the person, I'm daft, so the person doesn't even want to even begin to even read anymore. And this person could have been something, you know. So speak, yes, speak the truth, yes, speak it in love. But the ultimate, the end of the matter is that it must cause growth in him, you know, in him, you see, it must cause growth in him. And when somebody has grown in Christ, um, that person has really grown in Christ, you know, certain things would be found in somebody who is growing in Christ. You know, as opposed to somebody who really doesn't even have a relationship with Christ. And our speaking about whatever it is in the in the truth of, the, of it and speaking it in love must make us all grow into Him.
1: So, you were saying, Pastor Eric, that even if you are not speaking, you are speaking. Like, the definition for communication said that signs and systems and You know, a way of tokens in the Bible of carrying something across. So what Pastor Walassi said about the Tower of Babel is very significant because God said the people is one and their language is one. So, So the way to scatter them is to give them different languages. I think the root cause of many marital problems is misunderstanding. And that misunderstanding stems from Poor communication and in everything, it's going to take hard work to set a system. Like if you set a water system in your house, Mm -hmm. it's going to take hard work for the system to come, pressure to go here in the same way. If you are to set up a communication system for your relationship, for your home, for your, it's going to take hard work. And we are all coming from different backgrounds. For some of us, when our fathers were angry with us, they never spoke. And we didn't know that we were imbibing it because at that time we were not like that. But we have grown up with that thinking that that is the way to go. And um, sometimes in our culture, they say that a child doesn't speak. Mm -hmm. So my mother would come and say, did you do this? And I'll say, I didn't do it. You did it because this, this. And then you're just standing there and you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to speak. And even when they beat you and you are crying, it's like, why are I'm you crying? crying? But crying <laughs> is a communication that you are in pain. or you are, So when we get married, we come with a lot of baggage. That's right. And we have to undo all that baggage in the light of his word. So speaking is not just verbal. And then speaking the truth means you are now going to find out facts. And mm-hmm. I think personally that I've experienced some um, tail-bearing, false accusations, not based on facts. And then when people hear, they also don't do their homework, and then they just carry it. So if you are in a marriage, and then you, you have an idea that because of this, 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 this is what the person is communicating to me, but it's not so, then from that point of view, you lash out at the person without finding out, So in the end, you are not speaking the truth. Hmm. But you are also not interested in knowing the truth. Hmm. You are interested in your truth, not the truth. Okay. So it becomes a problem. Hmm. And then a lot of marriage is misunderstanding. You know, and Satan uses that to break the home apart, just like the Tower of Babel. You speak a different language. I I speak a different language. And we are entrenched in what we believe. We are not looking for the truth we are not looking for God's truth. We are looking for winning.
3: Okay. And being right. Mm. And
1: therefore, that leads to degeneration of communication. Yes, you said something. Your,
3: your truth. So there can be a truth that is, is, is my truth because that's what I believe. That's what I'm entrenched in. That's what I believe. So there is, I think that in communication... You must move away from your truth. Is that this is what I believe, you know. But communication is supposed to give way to learn the other person's truth. And then between the two of us, we come to what is really the truth. The truth is the word of God. But I think that often, I mean, I've never talked about it until you said, you are, you know, when you mentioned your truth and the truth. So I think that people, it is true. Because I've heard you say before that everybody has a perspective yes. and that you would even use maybe a flower pot. Yeah. That from where I'm sitting, maybe this side of the flower pot is green. Yes. But from your side is red. Yeah. So I would say, it's a green flower pot. You know, so when I'm talking, I said, oh, he was standing by the green flower pot. Say no, I was not standing by a green flower pot. It was a red flower pot. Both are truths, You know, Depends but it's where like, you depending standing. on where you were standing. So I think that communication gives you room, or should give room, for us to hear each other out and then come to like what is the truth. Instead of like my truth, you know. And I, I think, think that like,
1: one of the things that um, breaks communication is actually pride. Mm. It's like my view is so right; you cannot mm. bring Shift me another view. You mm. know, I give the example of going on an aircraft and then having my boarding pass and telling the man, this is my seat. And the man says, no, this is seat C. I said, it's not C, it's K or whatever it was. Then I remembered a preacher had said, what guides here is I think I'm right, but I may be wrong. So I decided to look at my boarding pass again and look at his whatever, and I was wrong. And I was happy that I didn't insist so much. You know, that's why the Bible says, love does not insist on well, its, its way. So, wow. so we have a way of insisting that this is what I saw and it is right. <laughs> yes, the man went to the room, but there was no girl there. Okay. Yes, you saw him enter a hotel, but he was going for a business meeting. He wasn't going for what wow. you think, you know, but what that's we so think is sure. so entrenched because our father, maybe you found that your uncle be used to go to the hotel.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he always met a girl there. So, going to the hotel is tantamount to meeting a girl. So, you don't know that in a hotel, there are business conference rooms. Other things happen there. So, because of our is it socialization, how we are and how we think, it, it, it brings a lot of misunderstanding. Wow. But if my aim was to understand bm Mm -hmm. and bm's aim was to understand me then it will be a win-win situation that's right lcbm yes because i think that i'm not
3: looking to win and i think that even in the um, bishop gags book you know model marriage when he talks about communication he says that don't look at arguing to win you know don't look at arguing to win it's not about winning. It's about you and I understanding each other. Yeah. And I think that in relationships, um, understanding of one another, understanding each other is really, you know, what will make us go the long haul. Because, like, the Tower of Babel example, I mean... We are speaking languages when I say bring the sand, you bring the cement. When I say bring yeah. this, you bring that. We are not going anywhere to happen. So it's like, you know, that's too much. Let's just leave it. So if we don't have understanding one of another, then the communication breaks down. Then we don't have any marriage. We don't have any relationship. So it's not about winning, you know,
1: it's about is understanding a verse that shows that we shouldn't be entrenched looking for our interests. But the other persons, is there any biblical Oh, An analogy I think in
3: Romans chapter 12, it does say that, you know, you must esteem the other person's opinion better than, better than yours. You know, God knows that we we all have opinions and we all, maybe your background, whatever, you, you, you think that you know. But when it has to do with another person, God says, hey, back down. Just assume that the person is right. The person may be wrong, but just make that assumption. And once you say, oh, you are right... Or, okay, I'll just let you be right. I think there's a phase of agreeing to disagree. You know, it's like we are not winning, but just you are right. And then I just let you go the way that you want to go. Not just go your way and I go this way, but I am with you as we are going. We take this
1: decision.
3: We take the decision. And then if you were wrong,
1: we will soon find out. So, in essence, like Lady Reverend BM was saying, the Bible says account the other better than yourself. It includes the person's interest, it includes the person's desires, and especially the person's perspective in communication is also important, you know. And sometimes it's true that the man is ahead, but it doesn't mean you should not discuss or communicate what your plans are or anything like that, because even Almighty God, He says, come, let us reason together. So Pastor Eric, what makes it difficult to call the other person to reason with the person and to have like effective communication? What do you think are people's uh, challenges or barriers in communication?
4: Hmm. Come, let us reason together. Mm -hmm. I think uh, from my perspective. Sometimes, in in your mind, you think you've communicated already. That's also a mistake that we were always the way. Yeah? The way we always assume that I'm doing this for the family, and perhaps she knows, or she must know that it is in it's our for they are it's good for their good. But then we leave out the communication bit. We don't communicate. We don't. Spend time to explain to to them. In your mind, you think you are doing the best, you are doing the right. thing yeah.
1: So it's more of the
4: motive. It's more of the motive. I have a very good motive. motive. I have a very good
1: it. heart, and I'm being so generous. So why should anybody question it? Question it or say evil about it? Yeah. So mm. it's so something. well, is it if you are the spouse or the receiver of this, should you leave it because he has a good motive?
2: I not leave it Uh, most often. Even as a man, I don't think I like surprises that are not pleasant. Pleasant, (laughs) (laughs) so being a woman, and sometimes somebody even hints you from. Oh, I saw your husband at at
1: the
2: (laughs) Uh, So when he comes home, ah, when did you go on Saturday? Oh, Oh, I forgot. Oh, I went to site. It's 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 a pleasant but unpleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. I should be the first to know that you are going to site. So I think that the communication should come. Oh, this is what we are doing. When I do, went today, we did ABC. Oh, I wasn't happy with this. I mean, so your spouse hadn't been to the site, but she's kind of a summary of what happened. So you are keeping the person along as, as you. But do. is
1: that not where the problem comes from? Where often you are not very verbal? So you feel, why should I I come and take so many words to describe something? Everything I'm doing, I'm doing for your good. So um, I would say that in the space of communication, everything will not be perfect. In marriage, nothing is perfect and you are all building towards something. So you, the person also who is not receiving a lot of communication, must not just become a complainant all the time because Um, Letting go of some of the things may help better communication or may improve the communication. I know a lady who says that she's tired of surprises. Everything's a surprise. (laughs) He hasn't built a house. She doesn't know till he finishes. He finishes and she doesn't know. He's buying a car. She doesn't know. And everything. He comes and says, ta-la-la-la. Guess what? Enjoy. No, but communication because... You feel important when somebody communicates something to you because God said, I cannot do anything without telling Abraham, my friend, about it. So in marriage, the friendship will be spiced up and enhanced when communication is in place. So if the person is worth anything, and that's how the receiving spouse takes it, I'm not important. That is why it's not communicated to me. Then it leads to other things and other things. And before you know, the marriage is in trouble. So communication in marriage seems to be a big thing. A clear sign of unhappiness is when the couple are very quiet at home. But immediately a visitor arrives, they begin to talk. And then they revert to silence when the visitor leaves. Why is that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think that uh, when we know what we are doing, it's not good. We know. Both parties, we know. But when a visitor comes in, oh, we shouldn't let the visitor know. That's good.
3: right. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's finish everything. And also,
1: maybe cool. the visitor hasn't done anything against us. <laughs> well? <laughs> so you know. we cannot punish the visitor by not speaking. Exactly. So when the visitor comes, we speak. And when the yeah. visitor leaves, we revert mm.
2: to silence. sometimes they breaking I, up the the ice from the visitor's presence continue uh, and why did you do Do that then it is a way and communication sometimes not sometimes always. Always. but not
4: always but when they leave you go back, we go back the, yeah, you as, as it were
1: yeah but why do mm. you go back though because nobody knows who's going to break the ice. I or know.
3: well i i think that it's like this
1: situation was there already
3: Yes. And sometimes, you know, maybe one party feels that I keep talking, I keep talking, I keep talking, nothing is happening. I'm tired of talking. You know, so the other person also says the same thing. Or maybe I'm so they are just so upset with each other. Yeah. One party is just so upset, you know, and very unforgiving yeah. that it's you know, some people really can be very unforgiving and they drag, you know, the things is like Three days, four days, you know, you are in the house. You don't talk to your spouse. And they know that it's not right. Like Reverend Olas is saying, you know, that's not right. But we don't also want to wash our dirty linen outside. Outside. So when the visitor comes, we have to put up the show. You know, so we are sitting by each other and laughing and, you know, trying to, you know, it's like, oh, everything is good. But once the visitor steps out... One goes to right. see him One off and the is. other goes to, you know, it's like, that's it. And I, I, I think that, like you said before, it's pride. Yeah. Yeah. It's pride. It's just pride. I, I won't let go, you know. And, and maybe, I won't be the first person I will to be, be a the peacemaker. first. More.
1: And like you're saying, sometimes communication becomes tiring because you've communicated. Mm-hmm. And the person is still doing what mm-hmm. he or she wants to do. So in that case, what do you do? I think we will come to that. Where <laughs> there's entrenched position and nobody is doing anything about it. But the Bible says in Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love. Speaking brings relief and healing. Hmm? And so in Job 32, 17 to 20, Job, sa- it says, I said, I will answer also my part. I also will show mine opinion. Some people keep quiet and clamp down because they feel that you don't do anything with my opinion. So why should I give it? I will not throw my pearls before swine. So now when you come back and say, oh, I want to do this, what do you think? So please just do what you want. And what makes you happy? Or a head spouse will say, be happy, brother, be happy. But you should know that they'll be happy It's not the truth. (laughs) It's not the truth, you know. But it's because Job is saying, I will share my opinion. But that opinion is sometimes not valued. So if it's not valued, then I'll stop. But there are times when silence is also golden. Like uh, Pastor Eric said, silence is also a form of communication. So it's not every time, too, that we must speak. So that's why it's dicey. You must speak. But sometimes, after you have spoken, you should not follow the man with brass band doing your hand. I said, did you hear me? I saw that a lot in Collegon. I tell you, this It's like he has heard. But you haven't got the reaction or the uh, productive action you want. So I'm going to be on you, harass you, Emphasize it till you cower to what I want. Then that's communication gone bad. And maybe (laughs) overcommunication. And and a wrong way of... But Job said, I will make mine opinion. I'll show it. For I am full of matter. The spirit within me constraineth me. Behold, my belly is as wine, which has no vent. It is ready to burst like new bottles. I will speak that I may be refreshed. I will open my lips and I will answer. Now he says here, I'm full of matter. As the years go on in marriage, you become full of matter. Financial matters, sexual matters, children's matters, uh, for, uh, well-being, like visionary matters, spiritual matters even. Maybe you have a husband he doesn't go to church you are full of the matter, but you need a And that is when communication comes in. And many people, as you are listening to me, you don't have a Hey, you are full of the matter. And the matter has also brought anger, hurt, bitterness. So you're being full. It's not just the matter. It's the matter and its cousins and its first cousins. They all come in, you know, and... You are swollen, but we can't see it physically. But inside, yes, you are about to burst. And he says, the spirit within me constrains me. Like, maybe the spirit within you is saying, you know, calm down. It's okay. Then now, behold, my belly is as wine, which has no vent. Even his stomach is now. when you have a distended stomach, there's something wrong with you. You know, so now your belly is so full like wine that is ready to burst, like a tire that is overinflated. You know, and what is the cause of all this lack of communication? Because things happen in marriage, things happen in relationships, things happen between children and parents. But when there's no vent and sometimes the parents, you know, Africans, we are very, cultural and we don't allow our children to speak. I think this modern generation is also overdoing it. But in our time, when your father said something, you didn't have an opinion and that was it. So even if you were besting, I mean, you can go somewhere and best. It's up to you, you know, but that shows that lack of communication is not a good thing and it can lead to even sickness and disease. Because if you are so bloated up, your pressure, your stress, It will be too much, you know. And the bitterness will ooze out to other people, including your children. You know, so when it was like that, at least he had the wisdom to say, I will speak. Why? That I may be refreshed. Beloved, communication refreshes us. Communication refreshes us. Oh, so that's what you meant. Oh, I thought you meant this. And... I don't think that it's just communication. You know, it says, speaking the truth in love. Love believes the best. But you've judged your spouse before the person is even speaking. Oh, he's saying this because this is this. And she's saying this because. So the person is a liar to you already. The person is judged already. And you feel so right already. So you are not speaking the truth in love. But you are speaking the truth. But the components of love, love does not insist on its way. Love, believes all things, hopes, all, all that is part of the communication package. Which is onerous and a human's task. It's a big job, oh? And that's why we have the Holy Spirit as our helper. Now, what about the Bible saying that, He says, and the tail end says, I will open my lips and answer is there times when people don't want to open their lips
3: i think so
1: <laughs>
3: i think so because also sometimes you have been accused of so many things it weakens so it just weakens you, you so and much. it's you know you like david said i lift up my eyes to the hills and you just, accept, just accept it and just say okay what well maybe god will have to speak for me me, you know god will have to vindicate me but you you just you just don't want to say anything about anything anymore you know and i think that we we can get to and many people do get to that point where you know she's quiet she's in the house all her things Thank and you, yeah, the you uh-huh. <laughs> so everything is she's making plans, she's not talking to you about it she's you know she's planning her life, and she's just there, so you, you you may think that this is my spouse and I know what's going on. and maybe think there's a lot
1: of peace in the house. Yes, yes.
3: and sometimes <laughs> yes. we pay such a high price for peace. But that is real, it's,
4: it's not always her. It could also be the man who yeah. decides to keep quiet. This this is, she, yeah, yeah, your spouse. It's so, true. Yes. Yeah, I like the latter part, the
1: spouse.
3: Yes, the spouse so decides spouse. to keep quiet. yes,
1: And not yeah. to say anything. Yeah. But it's not that you are not saying anything. Yeah. Like yeah. Absalom yeah. for two mm-hmm. years you neither said good nor bad, but, but you are planning, but are planning. You have plans, you have a vision. Mm-hmm. You have. So as soon as you start to go on that road, mm-hmm. it's a warning sign. Yes. And you should know that it's Satan who is leading you there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it? And I think that a lot of spouses don't communicate because it becomes a war zone. And there's no referee. There's no referee, so...
2: So you mentioned something that, uh, okay, uh, communication is verbal and non-verbal. Which one do I need to speak about? Which one? Do what I need to is, just keep uh, It reminds me of a prayer in Modern marriage from C. Yeah. Lord, give me the serenity, serenity to accept the things that I cannot change and then the, To change the to change things change change that the I can. the wisdom. The wisdom
3: to know the, the difference. I think it's a you very
2: know, good the prayer. The difference is where uh, I think we always get it wrong. Yes. I think we need to yes. pray more for the wisdom to know the difference. No, yeah. when I say this one, will it edify? Me? Yeah. If I keep quiet, will it edify? Me? Will it make me best? best? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. So will
2: it show love? It
3: yeah. show? I think that choose your battles wisely. Yeah. It's, it's not, not every, every battle we, we should fight. fight. Yeah.
1: And it's not everything yeah. that should bring you to the United Nations. Yes. Every day you are at a table at the United Nations brokering peace. And every day you are in the court. Every day there's a a judge and you are in the court, you must be tired of how long is life? How
3: long is life? So So, mommy, Proverbs nineteen eleven actually says that it is the honor of the king to overlook a matter.
1: Yeah. You
3: know. It's not everything that you must prosecute. you know. Even
1: like mercy. So God sounds like he just shows you mercy. Yeah. You know? Because he knows that where you are is no good. That's just mercy. And the Bible says, mercy triumphs over, over judgment. judgment.
3: So the judgment
1: yeah. is true that I've sinned. The judgment is true that I'm not right. Mm-hmm. But mercy should come and triumph over, the over judgment. judgment. Yeah. You know? So all that is in the environment of speaking the truth, mm-hmm. but in love. Yeah. That is the problem. Now to say that in communication, you must look at timing, mm. setting, and method.
3: So true. And the Bible says
1: <laughs> in Ecclesiastes that there's a time for everything.
3: Everything. So
1: when is the time when communication is likely to work, and when mm. is the time when communication is not likely to work? Well, I
2: think that communication will work when tempests are down. But I so think there's a setting. Mm-hmm. there's nothing going wrong. Like the extra example that you said, yeah. everything is fine we haven't dinner, just yeah. Taking some ice cream, or I mean, something, hey. But you know what you did, you know for forced, so yeah. Jokingly, then you yeah. shy small, then you cross over with me. But you. not
1: every spouse likes jokes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: you may have to learn the language, language. Yeah. of your spouse. So that's the setting must be, and also often the person, usually the man. Has also come from work, tired, or even the woman, and then you decide that at the door, yeah. you're going to, you are going to you, you brought a sack load of communication, and you are coming to open the sack and pour out all its contents at the door. <laughs> you, you are not likely to after you have fun. been through stressful yes. 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 or you
4: wait till he's about leaving the house, then something else. Or is
1: when going. he makes a sexual overture, then you say yeah. by you. Uh-huh. 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 All the sins, then a, everything dies uh, down. Yes, you know. So That's the setting bad. is very important. Yeah. The timing. Bible says there's a time for everything, a time to embrace, a time to stop and em- uh, refrain from embracing, a time to gather, a time, to, a time to speak, and a time to keep silent. You know, so communication. But yes, even the silence, like Pastor Eric said, is also a form of communication. You know, so that the rain lies. The place where the Bible says in James 1:5, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Because God knows that we truly lack. hair. we lack wisdom. In bereft, yeah. yeah. totally. In so many areas. And when we go to him, his word also gives a lot of instances. You know, there were no men of God, per se, without marital problems. Abraham had a marital problem. He was not given birth, but... We are not told that there was any problem in the household. Till Sarah went to give him Hagar. And then he foolishly took Hagar, thinking that it means his wife supports it. Let me tell you something. A woman may say, oh, she's te- testing you. She's actually testing you and thinking you like Hagar already. So when I brought her, <laughs> you actually I it accepted. It. accepted So, so you know,
4: was, was she speaking the truth?
1: Yeah, it would be not. But those days, to slaves were to just give birth so to why, why, for the master. Why, why
4: lead me to temptation?
1: Yes. And then after, she says that, that atmosphere in the home has changed. Because Hagar gives me some looks. Communication, but no verbal. Okay. Hagar never came and said, yeah. you know, so and often, ladies get into trouble for that because they cannot explain. You see, he, he, she gave me some eyes. And men are so logical. Which eyes? Which eyes? The girl just came and poured water. She said she gave you some eyes. Why?
4: <laughs> I think that maybe men don't pay attention to the non-verbal cues. But maybe yeah, but we thank God for you
1: too. Because if all of us were paying this, we attention to
4: everything. Yeah, room.
1: but because of that, Abraham said, well, do with her whatever you want. And then Sarah drove her out. But an angel met her. And what did the angel say? where are you going, Hagar, hey, Sarah's maid? And he says, go back and submit to your madam, which means that she was insubordinate, as Sarah had said, but Abraham did not believe it. And so it means that you need to depend on God's intervention sometimes. You have communicated but Abraham didn't join us said, oh yeah, uh, Sarah, said, oh yeah, let's send... Hagar, hey, you do what you like.
3: since your servant, you do whatever you want. But God to
1: intervened. And when I looked at him, I'm like, God intervenes in our household situations.
3: I mean, God
1: intervenes in domestic situations. When we are communicating to our husbands and they are not hearing, God intervenes. Wow. Another time, Sarah tells Abraham, send Ishmael away. But you see, our way, our method, that's what we're talking about. Setting timing. And then method. What Sarah said was, this bondwoman's son will not be heir with my son. Send, but when God came to talk to Abraham, he said that my covenant is with Sarah. So send Ishmael away. But as for Ishmael, I will bless him. You didn't get that feel from Sarah. The method was not the same. But she will say, I told him, and as God will convince him. Did you tell him in the way God speaks? It's not, and they had these differences. The Bible says Abraham was not about to listen to Sarah at all, but God went to his bedroom. I believe during his quiet time.
4: (laughs) So the the message was the same, but the way it was communicated.
1: Yes. So the method
3: is very important. You see, Sarah. I think that was emotional. Yes, and also like. This, 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 Ishmael was misbehaving. Was mocking from her father. Yes. And Sarah said, No, I don't want this boy to do it. But in sending him away, she just wanted him out of the picture without thinking about what future. happened to him. meanwhile, yeah. oh, he's, oh, he's an innocent child. What yes. has he done? What happens to him? But God also sends Ishmael away, but assured, Abraham assured Abraham him, him he's of, going to you know, do something. Because yeah. even be be Abraham, the he did love. Hagar and the sun and was not. Well, as when God them. said send him away, just give them bread and a bottle of water. I mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> so had I already said that, the future yeah. had in mind for Ishmael. Yeah. But Sarah was not thinking, so as they're going, how is it going to is he going to be educated? No. Just my selfish, self-centered. Whatever, because I've seen the boy stand afar of a mock. And therefore, you see. What informs our com- in communication? It makes the truth get lost yes. in the method that we use. you know. So then in this model marriage, we are told we shouldn't say certain things. You see, I'll come back to speaking life and all that. But like the negative things, we shouldn't say. You know? Avoid these things. It says. Shouting, insulting, arguing to win, always bursting into tears so that they can't talk to you. <laughs> Sometimes it's manipulation. Yes. Doing all the talking without listening to the other side. That's what the Bible says be slow to speak, be quick to hear. That's listening. And then slow to speak, and then slow to anger. I realize that I'm quick to speak because I'm a natural talker, you see. So I'm learning still after 33 years, I'm still learning how to listen and how to be out to listen because you are not trying to win. You're trying to understand the other person. So it is even said that you play back to the person. Oh, do you mean that? When I did this and that, no, I didn't mean Oh, Do you mean there's a questions to clarify what the person is saying helps to build the communication? Because now the person thinks, you are striving to understand me. But when you say, oh yeah, you every day, what? You've lost the person, and that's what, you know. So shouting, insulting. And even the insulting words are put here so that... You know, I love this book because it's so uh, 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 practical. Some of the examples of things not to say. I will slap you. I will divorce you. You
4: can go to hell. You can go to hell. It's
1: a popular one I've met in my counseling. I said, if your wife goes to hell, will you have anybody to marry? Oh. And then swine, trip. You are hopeless. You call yourself. <laughs> You call yourself a man. That brings a story to mind. There was this very quiet lady. This one is not a hearsay. And the husband called me, Mommy, I was working at attorney general. Mommy, I'm now at Waju. That's uh, Western, juvenile units, women and juvenile units for domestic violence and things. What are you doing there? It's My wife she said I, I i hurt her physically but mommy i didn't and now we are there and but you know i have a recording of what happened so i want to send it to you now so he sent it to me and i listened and it was just a conversation oh why did the children I almost even mention the ladies why is it that the children? are gonna, eh, you can't come and dictate to me on the tape and then she goes into a higher whatever to say, do you think you are a man? You are not a man. As you are standing there, you are just, you know, in a man's ego. I mean, how can you say that? So when she says that, the man says, don't try me. Don't say what you are saying. You are provoking me. And then she said, if you are a man, I dare you. And then the guy starts to run after her. When she gets to the gate, she trips. And she gets a cut on her forehead. And that's what she takes to waju you. Uh-oh. But honestly, when you see her in church, she does not even chat. She's the quietest mouse you ever saw. Right. I wouldn't say she's a hypocrite. But we all come to our zone when we are tested. You know, so I think that naturally she's really a quiet person. But when she stirred up, it's not good. So she had the scar with a big bandage to show. And there was the man. And then he played the recording. And so the case didn't go against him. He said, hey, madam, quiet you. You can say all this because in law we look at provocation. What, What happened before the person? Some communication stares up provocation, stares up marital breakdown, stares up conflict. Because you want to be right. And you want to do something that will break down the other party. You want something that will hurt the person. And it's amazing because this way, my husband and wife, you are always two love beds that before you marry, you are inseparable. Even when we tell you, don't be so close, you just want to marry because, Charlie, the fire is burning. But when you marry, because marriage now, settles you into the mundane and the ordinary and it goes on for so many years you cannot pretend anymore so i will slap you swine the person is created by god how can she be swine or he how can he be are you a man god made him a man and you are now are you a man as you are standing there you call yourself he doesn't call himself god made him a man (laughs) man. yes and you have children because you live with a man and vice versa. Amen men out there. And some of you, you have not married yet. But in your relationship, you are seeing all these things. Because if you don't get your way, nothing is right. You, your way, you insist on your way. And if you don't get your way, then things are not, you are not happy. My beloved, evil communication corrupts. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 29. Let your speech minister grace to those who hear you. It's not only for outsiders. It's for those who hear you in your home. Those who hear you when you are angry and you are communicating. When you are hurt and you are communicating. You know, the Bible says the tongue is a world of evil. And it can set the whole of nature on course. So we have to be very careful with the tongue and the things that we see. Amen. Amen. And so I'm happy for this model marriage book by Bishop Dag, which talks about the words, you know, examples. I blame myself for marrying you. You call yourself a man. What are the others that? They yeah, say?
2: I think
3: there's one that says that this marriage will not last. This yes, time. this marriage will not
0: last. Yeah. Yeah. You Can are a you witch. Can be like my Mr X or Madam <laughs> Y? I hate you. <laughs>
4: you are ugly. You are a witch. Yes, <laughs> oh
3: dear. Oh no. <laughs> and this will
2: not last. Yes.
3: If you misbehave, I'll leave you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about where
1: we want to speak life? Yes. Where, you know, verse death and life are In the, the power of the tongue. Of the tongue yes. And they that love it shall eat the fruits mm-hmm. thereof. So then it says, speak good things about your spouse. What are some of the good things? Hmm.
3: Well, I remember many years ago, we had um, a minister's wives conference. And at the conference, you had asked that every woman should write 10 things, 10 things they liked about their husbands and 10 things they would like for them to change, if they, they could get them to change. And then when the papers went round, think that there were a couple that they couldn't somebody who could not write somebody said i I can't find anything good to write about my husband you know but and i i remember you asking does he pay school fees does he pay the rent does he look after you you know and she kept saying yes yes and it's like so, what else do you want him to do before you would write? So, I think that there are certain things that you know we receive from our spouses that we take, is, we take for granted, because you know you probably have never lived with a woman that you would come and then she has put Gary in a glass with two cubes of sugar and has gone to bed. This is your dinner. You come and you food is piping hot and you assume that that's the norm. Yeah. So it's like she's a wife, she must give me yeah. hot food. So when you are asked to, when you have to say something, you don't say, Oh, I have a wife who always feeds me and makes sure that my food is piping hot and on time. Because you think after you I know, give her money for I that. I give her money, she must. You know, I mean, what else? I mean, what else is like, you know, so the things I think that we, we are not able to say good things because we take many things for granted. Yeah. We don't say, Oh, thank you for paying the children's school fees on time. Thank, Thank you, for, you for being
1: a responsible man,
3: you know. So it's like, but if he has children, we should pay school fees, yeah. You know, uh, so I think that we have we to, have to think consciously look for about the things, you know. Things. Since the songwriter says that count your blessings, name them one by one, then you will see what God has done for you. So if we look at our spouses and we count the things that they do, you know, maybe He ions for you. Maybe, yeah, you know, I so heard so somebody so say, oh, so oh, my husband so irons for so me. And I said, hey, he's <laughs> saying, you know, but I'm <not> saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, but the most thing, uh, but who should iron? I'm a woman, you know. It's like, my father always on for my yeah, mother. And then, just. You know, uh, so I think that there are so many things that we can say if we consciously look for it. Because you see, that it's it's so strange how we are very quick to notice the wrong things. You know, why is the floor dirty? Why the children? Why the, the people? You know, it's it's, it's so very quick. You know, but if you came and your food was is, is there, you, you some people don't even say thank you. It's like ah, but I paid for it. You know, so that's what I say. That these are some of the good things that you can. It's like
1: looking for what the person has done for you. But sometimes, even in relationships, like parent, child, some people say, my father didn't look after me. But he's not looking after you, made you have a certain drive and a certain hustle. So, like, God has worked it out for good, you know. And then also, this Valentine's Day, uh, are Ghanaian men romantic? Do you say, I love you? (laughs) They say, the men say, and the women say, me too. They will never say it first, you know. So, this Valentine's Day. It's good to communicate good things. You see, the effectual, you you communicate the good things and it makes your faith effectual. That's what the Bible says. And because death and life are in the power of the tongue, according to Proverbs 80, you speak life into your marriage, your relationship, your home, when you say good things. But we seem to have this, whatever, that when we say good things, oh, she'll be swollen-headed, Lady Reverend. He will be so swollen-headed we hear enough negative things in this life and it's very rare to hear good things so say to your husband i love you say to your wife i don't regret choosing you as my spouse say to your husband i'm glad we can grow up together in the lord i'm glad i have a man who fears god you know when you've been Christians for a long time you take the fear of god for nothing but beloved, it is something worth celebrating. If you have a wife who fears God, she prays about everything and keeps your house and including you safe. A lot of the brothers, your intercessors are your wives, but you don't know. Neither do you regard it. But it is something that keeps you going. Because there are a lot of things going on in your workplace. And she is covering you with prayer. So say good things. I love you. Like Songs of Solomon. Solomon said a lot of Good things, the thousand reasons why I like my beloved and the girl too, a thousand reasons why. And sometimes it's even physical things, you know. So when you speak life, it's a seed, you eat the fruit thereof, according to Proverbs 18, you know. So, beloved, let communication make you speak. Don't wait when the person is in the grave that you come and sit there, you are reading the tribute, and we can't even hear because it's a wash with tears. <laughs> Kwame was a good man. Kwame would have risen from his coughing to hear you <laughs> say that. Because you never communicated to him yeah. any good thing. Your wife would be surprised that you even shed a tear because of what you used to tell her. And then now, you become so bereft. You don't even know you're left from your right. You are so heartbroken. And everybody would say, hey, this man loved his wife. But the person in the casket never knew that. So this Valentine's Day. Communicate not only problems, not only bad things, but also a lot of good things because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Confess positive things about your marriage. Express your love to each other verbally. Speak about the things that you like and even the ones that you don't like, but speak to edify. Amen. Amen. Be transparent. Some of us do. We don't want anything bad to be said about us. We can't stand it. Everything must be good. How? Everything must be praised? No, truth is not always pleasant. pleasant yeah. That's why the word of God is a hammer. It's light, but it's also a hammer. It is also fast. A hammer hits you and knocks you hard. It's also but it's also, yeah, it's also, it's also fire. fire. It burns. <laughs> but it's also a sense to heal us. Mm-hmm. The same word. Though. Yeah. So we should be able to receive criticism. And some of us, we had such criticism and such lowest self-esteem that whenever we are criticized about something, we just become defensive because we can't take it. We are not, we've had enough, but it is actually um, a demerit. It's, It's a brokenness in our lives. And each spouse is supposed to help you become a better version of you not just point out to you your faults in communication, but to help you grow in Him, in all things. Somebody asked me, I just came from South Africa. One lady asked me, you know, she was reading Kenneth Hagin's wife's book about how um, they started in the ministry. And she was saying that they didn't have money to buy clothes, so whenever she had a convention out of town in which she went and borrow her sister's clothes. And then one day they went to preach somewhere, and she met three of uh, her husband's mates that used to be friends but were in the ministry, and had quit and were now doing other things. One owned a welding business, and they, so they, they seemed to be prosperous. So the woman took her to her house and opened her wardrobe in chatting with her. And she saw the woman had so many nice clothes, so many shoes. And she was thinking, wow, now I've had to borrow and all that. Anyway, the day ended and she went home. And when she sat on the bed, she started crying. Her husband asked her what it was. And she said, I went to this woman, and she opened her wardrobe. By Jove, the things I saw, and it's not that I'm not happy to, for her to have it, but like it's hard for me, and everything is borrowed and all that. And Kenneth Hagin did not say, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Sister, sit up. But he put his arms around her and said that, Aretha, God will take care of us. The God who has called us, He will take care of us. It's true that now it's hard, but I believe. All the promises in the Bible and he will bring us to that place fast wow. forward all those people's lives mm-hmm. t- turned topsy-turvy mm-hmm. and they went from glory to yeah. glory so the sister's question was if it were a modern day minister would he put his arms around me or rather he will rebuke me and say Satan yes yeah. in me okay. destroy my husband's ministry but she just needed a little comfort. Just an understanding. A little understanding. That, yeah. And brothers, women need understanding, not even agreement. Yeah. Just for you to understand where she's coming from is
3: uh, 90%. I mean, can I also say that, you know, sometimes the good that you would want to see in your spouse, you confess. It may not show up immediately. Yes. But the more you keep saying... We keep saying one day you'd see that you know positive confession. positive confession because if you keep saying the bad things all the so time, so yes. the things, it's, it's a seed, seed, and then everything is a seed. Yes. We now know, and then the person now becomes you know the bad thing that like, you don't yes. like. And you so know
1: also, even when we say in private, we communicate maybe to, to ourselves, ourselves in private. When you are talking to God, you can say anything, yeah. but when we are talking to ourselves in private, because sometimes. Because you can't um, vent, you vent to yourself in the room and then you say, I mean, the type of man I'm married mm-hmm. or the type of, is that how they should behave? Whatever, he's useless. He's de- they're all seats. Yeah. and you are speaking it into being. Even your children, you know, in your closet, speak good things over them. You know, so your speech, honestly, it matters. It matters. It matters. Your attitude. How do we communicate without speech? How do you communicate our love? without
4: speaking. Mm. True gifts.
1: Giving of gifts or Giving presents.
2: Gift yes. Presents now we have what? messages. Messages of kissing messages.
1: Messages. 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 But you said messages. something.
4: Celebrating her success. Celebrating or his, his, success. Or his, success. his or her success. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um touching and kissing. Mm. That one too. Ghanaian brothers.
2: We have to learn <laughs> <laughs> We don't do well at <laughs> all. We don't mm. because
1: I think it's cultural. Mm. Because in, in Europe, you see you young people, sometimes you see an European holding his wife's hand, kissing, you think, oh, it means your relationship is very good. It's cultural for them to hold a woman's hand. And it's cultural to even kiss her. That's right. You know, but when you go into the marriage, from uh, our counseling internationally, you realize that it is not a thermometer yeah. to show that the marriage is really no. working. You know? But I think that physical communication, touching, kissing, kissing hugging. When you are going to work give your wife a peck on the cheek okay. you know but you don't even know how to do it <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> and you I mean, to so so well. your wife <laughs> to the bedroom i coach you for <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> not good communication it's not
3: good at all how
1: big reason it? i have, <laughs> <to, laughs> <you> have to They have to you
4: know from <laughs> you know. we
2: just got to my uh, my wife i will leave for work early so when i'm going to work she'll be in bed so i will plant a peg on the sheets and then i'll go but i didn't know that it was working until so one day we didn't do it ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's always the story I open the door. Hey,
2: when i see what happened today
1: you never communicated
2: communication,
1: you, know? you never communicated that it was, working. it was working and then writing notes be romantic yeah. you know and sometimes, because of poor communication, that's why the bedroom also suffers. Mm-hmm. You have gone the whole day. You have not heard from each other. Nobody is checking on each other. Nobody is whatever. You have not minded your wife the whole time. Then you come in the night, the lights are off, and you touch her. She says, who is that? And you say, I'm an
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know, But it's because of communication is not working. And uh, also some signs and gestures, like singing. Mm singing you know my husband used to sing to my children and
3: put their names in songs and sing you know he didn't
1: do that for the boys but
2: he did that for the girls fathers and and their daughters
1: yeah (laughs) so you can sing if you don't know any get a hymn and put your spouse's name so that you can convey a message in song and the book says that this can be good or bad. Yeah. Because some of you, you sing in Kasei True Songs. <laughs> or oh, to put it in international language where everybody uh, understands, you put it in a language that is um, sarcastic, sarcasm. you know, laced with sarcasm. So it's not a, uh, uh, you are singing even a praise song. I am under the rock. But you know, this is more than what you are saying. That's right. Your body language and everything is like, <laughs> go
3: tell my go enemies. Go tell
1: my enemies that you point in this direction. <laughs> I am under that. That's not just be a prison, but your communication <laughs> is rather bringing war. So I pray wow. that this session has been a blessing to mm-hmm. you. And I pray that it will let you have a hunger to have speech that is seasoned with grace. What about God? When we don't communicate with God, that's when we don't have our quiet time, when we don't spend time with Him. How can you know His mind? When you don't communicate in your relationship, there's no light. What are we doing during the holiday? What are we doing at Christmas? It brings a lot of confusion. It's the same with non-communication with God. God wants to hear from you. And God wants you to speak to Him. Because when you do that, you are drawn near you know so it's important also to work on our relationship with god what would be your last words on this short episode on
0: communication
4: (laughs) Hmm, i think i've learned so much uh talking (laughs) and listening and my prayer is that um i'm going to have a better communication in my own relationship my home but more importantly with god
2: uh uh my last word would be you just yes, leave the 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 <laughs> iron right there that communication with god and i see that this way vertical and then horizontal if we are not able to communicate vertically it, it will be very difficult for us because to communicate because
1: the wisdom comes from there exactly. the help of the holy spirit comes exactly. from there as to what to say how to say that he is there to give us guidance Oh, if we don't seek Him, we don't get
2: it. So that summarises the 10 commandments. The commandment that you said, said love the Lord with yeah. all your heart and
0: your neighbor, neighbor as you as
2: to, and to all, all the commandments. The commandments. So think,
1: it's, wow, powerful.
3: Mm. Well, I would say that um, co- we see that really communication is key for everything, every relationship. Even in you know, among nations and if somebody somebody is coming to, you know, terrorize you in the night when we watch movies, the first thing they do is to cut out every form of communication. Yeah. So, you are not able to reach for help. So, without communication, you really will be on your own. You, you will get help. You will not give help and you will not get help. So, I think that it's important that We learn to communicate efficiently and effectively with our spouses and also with God.
1: And I think that when somebody communicates to you, especially your spouse or whoever you are in a relationship with, believe what the person is saying. Because love believes all things. Believe, especially when you have cause to believe. Choose to believe other than to be suspicious. And unless you have cause to. And I think that that will bring us all into a healthy place. What I would say is that communication is not a destination. It's a journey. And we are all learning. No matter how long you've been married for, you're still trying to get the wavelengths right. So I pray that Jesus will come into your life. It's important, first of all, that God will be able to communicate with you. Because the Bible says... God does not do anything without revealing it to his friends, the prophets. That is the people that walk with him. And so if you don't walk with him, he's not going to be able to communicate anything to you. He wouldn't have been able to communicate to Abraham that he wants to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah if Abraham was not in constant communication with him. So you too today may not know the Lord or may not be serious, but you need to establish communication lines to heaven and from heaven to you. So I want to lead you in a prayer. If you bow your head and say this prayer after me, Lord Jesus, today, on this Valentine's Day, I come to you just as I am. I recognize that I'm a sinner and that I don't know you. Jesus, wash me with your blood and come into my life and be the Lord and the master of my life. God, communicate your heart to me and I also will draw nigh to you. Thank you for this decision that I've taken to walk with you and to make you Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you say this prayer, can never forget when you give your life to christ 2022 valentine's day a good day to find love and to find the love of god so god bless you find a good bible believing church where the word of god is taught and where you will go and you can also come and be a part of us and see god do wonderful things out of your lives thank you so much gentlemen thank you lady reverend bm and thank god for this wonderful time. Happy Valentine's Day and God bless you.
0: It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit at the Kodesh North Kaneshi or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward-Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.